Get ready, get ready for this pipe and hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a tea time and filter with your girl love and tea. Spin all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this pipe and hot tea. One tea time and filter with your girl love and tea. Hey, you guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. So I wanted to come on here and talk about a few things that were trending today on social media. Um, Once again, folks are going back and forth about this whole vaccine situation. I am so over it, you guys. I don't understand how I'm so over this whole conversation. Just the back and forth with people. You know, if you're vaxxed, People act like, you know, like they died for your sins if you're not vaccinated. People act like you're the worst people in the world. And then you have certain cities, like even we were down in New Orleans, where now they're asking for a vaccine passport. And if you don't have one, you cannot get into clubs, restaurants, so on and so forth. So that really sucked. It definitely felt like segregation at certain points of my trip. But um, I wanted to go ahead and talk about Tank because Tank went viral a few days ago. It seems like a lot of Black celebrities are now talking about this situation and they're, you know, talking about it unabashedly, okay? So Tank came out the other day and basically he posted this on Instagram. And the sad part was he was saying that, you know, he's scared that the video might get taken down by Instagram because we all know Instagram, honey, you can't say anything unless it's going with the narrative. And so he wrote this. Don't let anyone take away your right to choose. The land of the free is going to need a name change soon. Wear your mask, even though the virus can pass through a mask, if it makes you feel safer. By all means, do what you must. Make your choice. Don't let anyone judge you for it. Blessings on our survival. Then he goes on to post this video. Y'all go ahead and check this out. All right, I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to get taken down a flag, but whatever. The vaccine does not help me to you. Me getting the vaccine only helps me to me, right? If I get the vaccine, it's supposed to lessen my symptoms or keep me from the point of death. You understand what I'm saying? Me getting the vaccine does not stop me from spreading the virus or even contracting the virus for that matter. The vaccine is personal, which is why it should be a personal choice. If I decide to bet on my own immune system, that's my choice. If I decide to bet on the vaccine, that's my choice. That's your choice. But saying we all need to get the vaccine to help each other. What are you talking about? You getting the vaccine only helps you. Me getting the vaccine only helps me. People have died still fully vaccinated. People have ended up in the hospital with severe symptoms, fully vaccinated and vice versa. Your choice. Don't let people take over your choice. I'm not going to tell you what I decided to do, but make your own choice. Whatever's best for you. All right. So you guys just heard what Tank had to say. And I thought his take was interesting. That's basically what I've been saying over the past few months. That at the end of the day, it should be on that person's individual choice. You know, I don't think anybody should be shamed for getting the vaccine. That doesn't make you a sheep. Nor does people not getting the vaccine make them dumb or irresponsible. It should be a personal choice at the end of the day. And so, you know, he's not saying don't get vaccinated. He's just saying this is your choice. And really, it's nobody's business because once again, that well, there was, maybe there's not anymore a such thing as HIPAA laws. You know, you wouldn't go up and just ask somebody what their STD test results were, especially if you're not sleeping with that person or what their cancer results were. But people feel like they can just ask you, just random strangers feel like they can just ask you, are you vaccinated? None of your business. 
you know, but I guess at this point, you're going to have to show a vaccine card so they'll know <laughs> if you are or not. Um, you know, it's going to be coming to many cities, but I think they're going to have to pick very carefully what cities they roll that out in, because some of these cities, they're not playing. Folks aren't trying to hear that shit. And my biggest fear with this whole vaccine passport rollout is that a lot of businesses, especially small businesses, they're going to lose money because a lot of people feel like if I have to take a vaccine to come to your establishment, I'll just cook at home. I'll just stay home. I'll just barbecue at home. We'll just entertain ourselves at home. And that's going to affect businesses. So that's the part that's scary to me. It's almost like we're going back to 2020 with the mandatory lockdowns, but not really. Because if half the population is vaccinated here in the Americas and the other here in America and the other half is not, that's half of people losing business revenue, period. Because you have some people who do not want to get vaccinated. They have no plans on getting vaccinated, you know, and because of that, now a lot of people are risking their jobs. A lot of employers are telling people, if you're not vaccinated by September, you will be out of a job. And a lot of my friends have been, you know, had that pressure put on them and things like that. I've had some of my friends quit their jobs. So it's really disturbing a lot of the things that's going on. Well, now today, another celebrity went on a rant. He went on a rant. He was trending all over social media. If you guys do not know, Buster Rhymes went off. He went on this huge two-minute rant about, you know, he was just, he's basically tired. He's tired of the mask. He's tired of the vaccine. He feels like it's an agenda. And so this caused a lot of controversy on social media today. I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this clip really quick. Go ahead and check this out. In the last 15 fucking months, COVID could suck a dick. All these little weird ass government policies and mandates suck a dick. Like trying to take our civil liberties away. Feels good to be back outside. We outside for real. It's called the God-given right of freedom, right? No human being is supposed to tell you you can't even breathe freely. Fuck your mask. I'm not saying. Some of y'all might feel differently, but fuck your mask. I can't ram in you with a mask on. We can't eat food with a fucking mask on. We can't even see each other smile with a mask on. Damn, yo. I come from a time where before I used to even want to holler at a chick, I used to have to do shit with my face to let her know that I'm into her. All of that energy gets blocked when your mask is on. Energy is important, and we are all conductors of fucking good energy. We also gotta be clear when a motherfucker trying to give you bad energy. You can tell from only the expression on their face. I wanna see your face. Fuck your mask. I'm sorry I got a little political and shit. <laughs> I miss my people. We gotta talk. We can party, but we gotta talk. We gotta communicate. We gotta establish new understandings. <laughs> Fuck that. I ain't going through that shit again. And make sure y'all prepare too. If anything came out of this motherfucker, was a lot of learning. I done learned so much shit in this little time off. Thank you for the one thing that came good out of this fucking shutdown. I have become more empowered. 
And this energy right here is unfuckwinnable. They can't fuck with us when we're together like this. That's all. All right, you guys just heard what Buster Rhymes had to say. He feels like his civil liberties are being taken away. He also is like, you know, fuck your mask. I want to be able to see people's energies. I want to know if they're good people walking up on me. If they have bad energies, they have bad intentions. And so a lot of people are knocking him. A lot of people are upset. They're saying that he's irresponsible. Um, they're wishing COVID on him. They're saying if you get COVID, don't come to Twitter asking for no prayers. Um, you know, people are going in. And honestly, I don't really think he said anything wrong. I just think he, like many Americans, I don't care if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, people are tired. You know, celebrities are human beings too. He's not saying anything that we haven't talked about what we would call kitchen table talk or, you know, forum talk or, you know, when you talk amongst your friends, everybody is tired. We're tired of going to the store with masks on and seeing babies with masks on and not being able to tell, you know, if somebody's friend or foe. I love a beautiful smile. I love when babies giggle. And it's just, it, it's heartbreaking when you see little kids walking around in masks, you know, and they're not having a normal childhood like what we had growing up. So I definitely understand his you know, his frustrations because I feel the same way. I'm very frustrated. But at the end of the day, being somebody who has a compromised immune system, I'm still going to take my precautions. From what I know with Buster Rhymes, he also has some like, you know, breathing issues. He's had some hospitalizations in the past. So, you know, as much as it sucks, you still do want to protect yourself, um, you know, especially when you're in crowds, when you're at Walmart, when you're at concerts, things like that. You want to keep yourself as safe as possible, hand washing, hand sanitizing. But I'm not going to knock him for saying what he said. You know, I see a lot of people just being really nasty about it. Like, why would you wish COVID on somebody? Again, if you're vaccinated and protected, just be grateful. You know, you shouldn't be wishing bad on other people. So I just think that some of the comments were really disgusting, especially when a lot of white folks have been saying the same thing that Buster Rhymes said. Nobody's dragging them. Nobody's wishing death on Joe Rogan. Nobody's trying to cancel, you know, the people from the Hill. You know, so I just find that very interesting. Joe Rogan went on a rant recently about Anthony Fauci and all the things that he said that have contradicted each other. You know, he's been caught out several times. You know, Bill Maher is saying that he's been vaccinated, but he's not going for a booster. Like people are tired. It's like every time people do something, the goalpost gets moved over and over again. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this clip. Um, Kim Iverson is speaking on this situation. She's talking about Joe Rogan and, and Bill Maher and just all the things that's been going on lately. So like I said, Buster Rhymes is not the only person and the folks are not dragging these other people for their opinions. I don't think it's fair to just, you know, drag him and just drag Tank. A lot of white celebrities are also saying the same sentiments as Busta Rhymes. So y'all go ahead and check this out. Well, last week on his show, Joe Rogan, the host of the world's most listened to podcast, expressed his frustration with Fauci and other health officials for failing to admit when they just don't know. Rogan teared into Fauci on the Joe Rogan experience and blamed him for mistrust in science, saying, quote, there's also a problem with people like him where they make these statements that you're led to believe they have an understanding of the situation, but then it turns out they're 100% wrong. But then they come up with a new statement, and you're supposed to believe that, Rogan said. When they don't know, they never say, we don't know. They don't say, this is very confusing, and we're trying to figure it out as we go along. 
Now, Rogan isn't alone in his frustration. Millions of Americans remain unvaccinated, refuse to wear masks, were adamantly against lockdowns. And now with the booster shot coming, many who currently did get the two-dose vaccine are saying they don't intend to get the third. You know, because like now they want us to do all boost these boosters we were talking about with Andrew. I mean, I don't want a booster. I Look, I never wanted the vaccine. I took one for the team. <laughs> and that's and by the way, you know, who doesn't get a lot of vaccines. The millennials. I know a lot of millennials, especially the 20, 20 year olds. They don't I, want it. They don't want it. They don't think they need it. They're probably right. But I tell them I didn't want it either. I took one for the team. But a boost. But every eight months, you're going to put this shit in me. I don't know about that. Maybe I don't need one. I don't want a one size fits all. Many of the news outlets and people in our own families, communities and friend circles place the blame squarely on the anti-vax mask lockdown crowd for the pandemic continuing, screaming at them to just follow the science as if this crowd is turning to pagan rituals of spellcasting instead. And the current talk of mandates and passports are often not discussed as a matter of public health, but almost as a form of punishment for the unvaxxed, a modern day witch hunt, if you will. But can you really blame people for not listening to the public health officials when they, like Rogan stated, so often seem to counter their own directives, change them, or end up being flat wrong? In regards to mask mandates, in February and March of 2020, every major public health institution and numerous experts asserted masks weren't necessary for healthy people. The U.S. Surgeon General even tweeted, quote, seriously, people, stop buying masks. They're not effective in preventing general public from catching coronavirus. But if healthcare providers can't get them to care for sick patients, it puts them and our communities at risk. Fauci asserted the same thing, saying there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Harvard public health experts agreed with the Surgeon General and Fauci, saying masks offered little, if any, protection and were more of a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. The CDC director at the time, Dr. Robert Redfield, told Congress healthy people should not wear a mask. But by April of 2020, the tune drastically changed. The Surgeon General was demonstrating to the public how to make cloth, uh, cloth face masks. The CDC was advising masking in all public settings where six feet of distance couldn't be maintained. Fauci claimed the only reason why he said what he said was to preserve inventory for medical professionals. But not everybody changed their stance, leading to even more public confusion. The WHO maintained masking was unnecessary for the healthy public until later in the year. Many other health professionals debated and still debate the effectiveness of masking. When it came to lockdowns, what started as a plea by healthcare workers to help slow the spread to prevent overwhelming hospitals turned into locking down until we crushed the virus and ended the pandemic. In April of 2020, Fauci warned easing lockdown measures too soon would lead to a big spike in cases. But by May of 2020, Fauci began to warn against extended lockdowns, claiming they could result in irreparable damage and unintended consequences, including for health. Nonetheless, despite Fauci's warnings, local public health officials and politicians continue to enforce extended lockdowns in parts of the country. Then there are the vaccines. When masking didn't end the pandemic and lockdowns didn't either, the public and health officials hoped the vaccines would be the magic bullet. But despite both CEOs from Moderna and Pfizer saying COVID will never go away and will likely be with us forever like the flu, that their vaccines will likely be annual, many public health officials in the news media have asserted the pandemic will end if everyone gets the vaccine. 
Fauci himself stated he didn't think it was likely COVID was ever going away, knowing what we know about immunity and coronaviruses. But confusingly, around the same time, he was also saying he believed we needed 60 to 70 percent of the country immune in order to reach herd immunity. But he didn't stop there. A month later, he began saying in television interviews, 70, 75 percent was needed, only to then change it up to upwards of 85 percent in an interview with CNBC. What was going on? Well, in a telephone interview, Fauci admitted he was moving the goalposts. He claimed partly based on new science and partly based on what he thought Americans were ready to hear. And that goalpost shift isn't just for the percentage of herd reach to reach herd immunity. Some countries like Israel have reached very high levels of vaccination and yet are in a major surge of cases, hospitalization and deaths, showing the vaccine wanes in effectiveness against the Delta variant. Because of the new data emerging from Israel and other countries, what was once a two-dose vaccine to be considered fully vaccinated has now shifted to three doses. And now fully vaccinated people must wear masks as data continues to emerge that they are just as infectious as unvaccinated people, bringing us back to the hypothesis first stated by the vaccine CEOs and even Fauci himself that this virus is likely to become endemic, meaning it will be with us forever like the flu. So today's show sponsor is Ready Slim, and I just want you guys to know that I've been feeling amazing these days. I have more energy, I feel lighter, and I get a good night's sleep, and I wake up feeling super refreshed every morning. So what's my secret? It's called Ready Slim Detox Tea. Ready Slim's detox teas are made of high-quality, 100% organic herbs that gently boost your metabolism, help digestion, while also reducing bloating and gas. I added this to my healthy lifestyle and I already feel a few pounds lighter. Ready Slim's 28-day detox kit is everything that you need. The Wakey Wakey Morning Detox Tea helps boost your energy levels to start your day off right. And the Snoozy Nighttime Detox Tea helps you relax and supports the natural detox process while you get your well-deserved beauty rest. I was drinking it before I decided to go down to New Orleans, and it definitely helped me kind of slim down and not look as bloated. So say hello to a better, brighter you right now. For a limited time only, you can save 25% off of your first order of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea. Plus, you get a free collapsible water bottle. So go to readyslim.com slash tea time. Once again, that's R-E-A-D-Y-S-L-I-M dot com slash tea time to save 25% off your first order. Make sure you guys check them out when you get a chance if you need to detox. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. All right, so you guys just listened to that clip. So again, like I said, it's a lot to digest. You know, it's a lot of stuff that's going on and a lot of people are really frustrated. And I definitely, definitely get that. You know, we all thought that all of this stuff would be over, you know, months ago, you know, that eventually everything would go back to quote unquote normal. And it seems like it's just getting worse. And what's even scarier is just the other day, um, one of my Canadian friends sent me a clip of Justin Trudeau. And basically, he's threatening his Canadian people. You really can't go to Canada if you're not vaccinated. And if you're a can and if you're a Canadian living abroad, unless you have an approved vaccine from like one of the top three, like Moderna, um, Pfizer, and Johnson and Johnson, you cannot get back in if it's not something that's approved on their list. You can't get back into Canada if you get caught with a fake vaccine card. You will be charged a sixteen a sixteen thousand dollar fine. So recently, Justin Trudeau, the president or the prime minister of Canada, 
you know, he basically said there'll be consequences and, you know, metaphorically just drop the mic like I'm out, you know, and I just think that that's really disturbing. Good morning, Mr. Trudeau, Marika Walsh with The Globe and Mail. Yesterday, you said your government and your party have been working for weeks on this vaccine mandate in but you have not released any details on how it would be forced, how you would ensure it actually is mandatory. So how would you do it? The NDP said they would follow the discipline process of collective agreements. What specifically would a re-elected Liberal government do to enforce a mandatory vaccination program? We have made the decision that federal public servants need to be fully vaccinated. Uh, that is something that we're also applying to everyone who gets on a plane or a train in the coming months in Canada. That's a decision that we're making in order to keep Canadians safe, in order to put an end to uh, this, uh, this uh, uh, pandemic crisis in Canada. Uh, and in order to do that, we will be working uh, with uh, the uh, collective bargaining agents, with the uh, unions, uh, with uh, the various employers within the, uh, the, uh, the public sphere, uh, the federal sphere, to ensure that we move forward. But the bottom line is, uh, if anyone who doesn't have a legitimate medical reason for not getting fully vaccinated chooses to not get vaccinated, there will be consequences. Um, the video has a bunch of dislikes on there. People were really pissed off because it's almost like it's a threat. Like, you know, like, what is this, a dictatorship? So that's the part that's just very frightening is just all of the drama that's coming from this. You know, again, we want people to be safe. We want people to do what's right for them and what's right for their bodies. Be it get a vaccine, mask up, do what you have to do to protect yourself. But yeah, it's very, very scary, the things that are being implemented. You know, all through Europe now, there's a mandatory vaccine passport. See, it was all fun and games when Jamil Hill and other people were saying, Oh, it should be a privilege to go to the gym. It should be a privilege to go to Broadway. And like I said a few weeks ago, okay, so then what happens when they start saying it should be a privilege for you to go grocery shopping for your family and buying food for your family? And especially when food is already scarce, the grocery stores are becoming more and more bare. If you guys don't know, we're currently facing a huge shipping crisis. And this time it's not because a huge ship got stuck in Egypt. Like... The shipping crisis right now is bad. Even Kamala Harris was saying yesterday um, that you need to start shopping for your Christmas presents right now for your kids because things are so behind right now in China and in overseas places that it's going to be just insane because there's so much supply shortage and shipping delays, you know, and a lot of stuff may take eight to 10 weeks. So you may have to order things now just to get them by December, you know? So it's a lot that's going on in the world currently that's affecting a lot of people. And it's sad that the biggest discussion and the biggest beef is this vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It's just causing this really uncomfortable divide. And it shouldn't be like that because really we have way more issues. You know, right now it might be toys from China, but what happens when it's literally food? I mean, there's certain places right now in America where you can't get certain products like food products because everything is gone and the shipping is so delayed. Y'all check this out.
So it has been nearly two weeks since the partial closure of China's Ningbo port. This is one of the largest container ports in the world after a single positive COVID case froze activity in a big area of this port. The bottleneck from it stretching all the way to California, where the Wall Street Journal reports 37 huge ships are idling off the coast, waiting to unload at the ports of Long Beach and Los Angeles. The size of this traffic jam, only slightly behind February's 40-ship pileup, triggered when hundreds and hundreds of dock workers were sickened with COVID. So this dog pile of issues is sending shipping prices to the moon. Last week on the Claim and Countdown, Ethan Allen, CEO Farouk Kathwari, put a stunning number on the cost. It really has been a challenge because uh, for us, 25% of our products are made offshore. And we are now waiting for containers where the price of a container has gone from $2,000 to $24,000. $2,000 to $24,000. The cost of shipping container rates overall has skyrocketed from $4,000 to about $20,000 per container from Asia to the U.S. and the East Coast in the last year alone. Thinking of keeping your favorite foods in supply like they do in Netflix's The Chair. She doesn't cook. I guess I'm making you some eggs then. I don't think again. The fight to keep store shelves filled with many popular brands is on. According to the Wall Street Journal, some grocers are struggling to keep some items in stock. From kid-favored frozen waffles to certain beverages to lunchtime staple, Lunchables. In the 50 years I've been in the business right now, we've never seen the markets like they are today. They're, they're wild. And welcome back. While many Americans are dealing with sticker shock at the grocery store right now, restaurants nationwide are also feeling the pinch. Chris Conte shows us why you should be prepared to pay a bit more for what you eat this summer. While it may sit beside the water, not much is cooling off business at the Deck restaurant these days. But customers emerging from more than a year of COVID are being met with a bit of sticker shock. Well, I think everything that's like vacation related is really expensive. Miriam Moser came here with her son, Eli. I like a lobster. You like a lobster. Little does little <laughs> Eli know that lobster he likes is going to cost his mom more, a lot more. I got a lobster all the other day and I was yeah, like, <laughs> it was like $27 or something. I was like, oh man. Talk about something that has a high food cost, you know, I mean, that one's off the charts. But how much can I charge for a lobster hole? As the restaurant's owner, Mark Audette, has struggled with the rising cost of food. When I look at prior years of what my food costs were as a percentage, much, much higher this year. Some of it we can pass on, some of it we cannot. I mean, you know, how much can I charge for a French fry, for example? Lobster, in particular, is more expensive this season. Limited supply, high demand, you know, the whole economics thing. Many consumers are headed back to seafood restaurants and markets for the first time in months. The cost of lobster goes up almost daily, so much so that they don't even bother writing prices on the menus here. Demand is always there, but the pricing is always changing. Assistant manager Samantha Corintillo talks to enough customers to know that many of them have price limits when it comes to that lobster roll. It's about 50-50. Some people are willing to pay and um, because that's what they want, um, and some people are more on the fence about it. You may not even eat lobster, but what's happening to the price of this shellfish is indicative of some much larger market trends. We really are seeing some really significant rises in, in food prices. Jason Lusk is a food economist. He sees firsthand at the grocery store how much more expensive everyday items are. 
What's happening? Grocery prices skyrocketed when the pandemic hit and never really came back down. Feed and grain are also costing farmers more, and those costs end up being passed down to shoppers. Demand for you know, meat, fish products has been surprisingly strong. Among the most expensive items right now, rice, milk, oranges, and coffee. Americans on average spend about 10% of their income on food. But it has really disproportionate impacts across our economy. Food price increases hit the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum much harder. All right. So you guys just watch those clips. So it's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So this is the time where people need to come together and stop being so divisive. You know, there's a lot going on in our world right now. We have the whole situation you know, that's going on in Afghanistan with the Taliban. Um, you know, the deadline is the 31st. They're not budging. 9-11 is a few weeks away. I just feel like September may just be a crazy month. So I just think that at the end of the day, you know, regardless of where you stand on the issue, just make sure that you are prepared. You have food, you have supplies, you know, you have money saved up. Things are going up, you know, milk, dairy, eggs. I mean, you can go grocery shopping and spend $200 and it's almost like you really didn't even buy anything. It's insane how much everything is right now. So again, I just wanted to go ahead and talk about this situation because I saw Buster Rhymes getting drugged, especially since Tank was getting drugged the other day. And I think, you know, it's important that people be allowed to still express themselves, even if you don't agree. You know what I'm saying? I think that they have the right to state how they feel about any set topic. Like I always say, the only person in life that you can control is yourself. You know, if somebody doesn't want to mask up or take the vaccine, there's nothing you can do about that. Unless you're going to hold them down and jab them, there's nothing you can do besides scream on Twitter. You know, the only thing you can do is protect yourself. So do what works for you. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. You're masking up, washing your hands. If you need to get the vaccine, get it. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you and your family are safe first and foremost. But instead of arguing with strangers and celebrities on the Internet, Make sure you're prepared because it's going to be a long winter. Right now, it's hot. It's summertime. But the winter is not going to be no joke, you know. And it's going to be very interesting to see what else is to come the remainder of 2021. So on that note, you guys, I'm out. Once again, half of this we posted on YouTube. Feel free to leave a comment there. Let me know how you guys feel about the whole situation, about folks dragging Buster Rhymes. Do you agree with them? Do you disagree with him? How do you guys feel about Tank and what he had to say? And then how do you guys feel about, you know, what they had to say on the Hill and what Joe Rogan, how he feels about the situation? So let's get the discussion popping. Leave a comment over there on YouTube. Don't forget to follow my podcast. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not subscribed. Once again, thank you so much for joining me on Tea Time Unfiltered. I'll talk to you guys later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.